Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Premier, good to have you with us. Great to be back, Roy. It just rubs you the wrong way. It just, it's just... I don't know. I heard about that, the statue coming down, Premier, and I just, I just wondered and I thought, why haven't we been doing a better job of telling each other about our Canadian history and our schools so that we know where we came from? If we have issues and discussions to have, let's have them. Let's know where we are and where we're going. I agree. That's part of this, Roy. It's also part of the contemporary cancel culture. Uh, where, and let's make no mistake, this was done by people on the extreme left, by uh, the Black Bloc and so-called Antifa. These are uh, basically people of a Marxist extreme left, left political ideology who believe that, that in, in using violence, and that's what it was. It was violence against a, a public property, against a symbol of Canada. Uh, if you could just look at these people on social media, they're saying uh, that not only do they hate McDonald, they hate the country he created. My response to them is, then why do you stay here to enjoy all of the rights, privileges, benefits and prosperities offered by this country, which would not exist were it not for McDonald? There is at the heart of this a gross hypocrisy. And you have said and you've tweeted out that you would take the pieces of the statue and you would reassemble them outside the Alberta legislature. If the uh, city of Montreal doesn't want to reestablish, reinstall the McDonald statue that has proudly stood there for 125 years, uh, I will offer to take it off their hands uh, at no cost to them and to reassemble it and, and, and securely install it and protect it and defend it. One question is, why were the police standing by watching the statue get torn down? One of the principles of the country that John McDonald helped defend was the principle of the rule of law. Uh, and that was violated flagrantly yesterday by violent anarchists who hate this country. Uh, and uh, I, I, I must say, I, I find, I'm, I'm heartened, however, that the mayor of Montreal has subsequently uh, said uh, publicly that, that they intend to, uh, to preserve this, to, to um, restore the statue and apparently reinstall it and protect it properly thereafter. And pleased that the Premier of Quebec has condemned this attack, that uh, the, a former leader of the Parti Québécois has condemned this vandalism. But so far, our Prime Minister has not. No, he hasn't. I checked again. Premier Kennedy, your government is looking at very big and unexpected numbers. Um, Many governments around the world are because of the pandemic. But let's look at Alberta, your, your, your province. Recent years have been difficult for Albertans. And while the provincial revenue is projected at, I think, $38.5 billion, that's over $11 billion short of your budget projection. 
And the COVID pandemic increased your operational costs by more than $5 billion. Some other big numbers, $8.8 billion GDP drop, provincial debt projected to reach just slightly below $100 billion, and the deficit at $24.2 billion. If I have those correctly, how will you, how can you approach management of these numbers? There's only one way, Roy, and that is to focus on economic growth, on recovery, which is why ours was the first a provincial government in Canada, the first government in Canada, to launch a economic recovery plan to get through and pass the COVID crisis. This, uh, the largest global economic contraction in over a century, has hit Alberta especially hard, because on top of that, uh, we had the biggest collapse in energy prices in history. Uh, three months ago, Roy, I was on your show describing how we were selling Alberta oil at negative prices. And uh, that has obviously uh, hammered a province whose largest industry is uh, oil and gas. And then finally, this is on top of four or five years of economic stagnation in our province. So uh, I, I have been, fr- from the very beginning of the COVID crisis, saying that this is really unprecedented. We, we're facing the greatest economic challenge since the Great Depression in this province. And um, we are prepared, we are, we've laid out a detailed plan. Uh, we're investing unprecedented amounts in capital infrastructure to get construction jobs going and, and help to build the architecture of our future economy. We've reduced our business taxes to amongst the lowest level in North America to uh, incentivize future job-creating investment. We're cutting red tape by at least a third. Uh, we are uh, developing sector strategies to continue diversifying Alberta's economy. But this, we're, we're not going to get out of this deep, deep trough overnight. It's going to take resilience. And here's the good news. The people of Alberta are resilient, and they have an entrepreneurial culture. Ultimately, that's what will get us through this. If only we had a pipeline infrastructure that allowed for national transit and international export of Alberta oil instead of inadequate and federal government-delivered roadblocks, which will be in place until at least after the next federal election. And I'm thinking about um, legislation like Bill C-69. Here we are still importing over 700,000 barrels of foreign yeah. oil every day. It's just, it's just, it's, it's beyond stupid. If I may say. Well, Roy, I talked about how the, the, we all of this on top of four or five years of economic fragility. And by the way, uh, we we went from uh, the only problems with a significant uh, surplus uh, now to headed towards one hundred billion dollars debt. This much of that happened, obviously, before covid. And it happened in large part because of the kind of anti-energy policies that you have long criticized and you've just detailed. Next month, we'll be in the Alberta Appeal Court. Uh, launching a constitutional challenge of Bill C-69, what I call the Federal No More Pipelines Act, which for us is a flagrant violation of the province's exclusive authority to regulate the production of natural resources. And we're doing so because we're fighting for our economic lives. We wouldn't have gone through four or five years of economic crisis. We We wouldn't be so... Uh, weakened fiscally and economically to face this crisis if we could actually get Canada's largest uh, natural uh, assets, natural resource assets, our uh, uh, oil sands uh, energy, to global markets through pipelines. But Prime Minister Trudeau cancelled Northern Gateway, killed Energy East, scared away Kinder Morgan on Trans Mountain, and has now created even greater uncertainty. So we are deeply concerned when we hear the Deputy Prime Minister, the new Minister of Finance, Christia Freeland, for whom I have considerable respect, saying that the government's focus will now be on 
new green policies. I don't know what that means, but if it means further hammering the energy sector, which is the largest sector of the Canadian economy, I, I really am concerned that's going to further damage jobs at a critical moment and will damage national unity. Um, the national unity issue is something that was raised in a letter that was signed by six premiers, including you, that was sent to Justin Trudeau last uh, last fall. And we have to remember that we were in fragile economic reality uh, turf before the pandemic hit. Premier, what happens to transfer payments? Yeah, well, if Alberta becomes a have-not province, uh, you can't get money from a blood from a stone, uh, Roy. The, Alberta is the goose that's laid, laid the golden egg in our system of fiscal federalism for the past half century. Over $600 billion of net contribution to the rest of the country, uh, primarily eastern Canada, uh, central and eastern Canada, um, that has benefited indirectly from the enormous resource wealth developed by Albertans. Uh, and we're proud to have played that role. But if, if the federal policies and, and sometimes other provinces and interest groups continue to block our energy and, and drive the country's largest sector uh, into a sustained crisis, then all of us as Canadians will be poor. There will be less in terms of equalization and federal wealth to support health care, education, infrastructure and social programs um, from the Saskatchewan-Manitoba border to the Atlantic Ocean. Premier, let me ask you one more question. Uh, go back to the issues, the challenges that you're facing with what's happened with the the oil industry and uh, and the pandemic and the numbers that you're looking at. What happens to individual Albertans as far as taxes are concerned? And what are your projections on unemployment? Well, our, our official unemployment rate now is about 13 percent. I, I think the real unemployment rate is probably at least five points higher than that. If you account for the folks who, who just left the labor market, given up looking for work altogether. So we uh, probably have the highest unemployment in the country, possible exception of Newfoundland, which is also facing the double whammy because of their um, large energy sector that's also been clobbered. Uh, and, and that's, by the way, uh, oil and gas is not just an Alberta issue. It is a Canadian issue. So um, the, the, the real human consequences of this are devastating. We see it in the, in the being expressed, for example, in an addictions, opioid and mental health crisis which is why we're investing unprecedented amounts of money in treatment and recovery programs to help people out of the trap of addiction. But uh, it, it, it truly is a crisis. And, and I, I say, I'll tell you, Roy, that I do appreciate in our weekly meetings with other premiers an understanding of that amongst my colleagues in the other provinces. I'd like to see a similar understanding coming from the government of Canada. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.